live once again at our favorite place on the North Shore. It's Heinz Field for three hours of the Steelers Blitz on just a beautiful Monday afternoon in the Steel City. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, you guys know the drill. We are rocking and rolling, part of our ongoing coverage of Steelers Training Camp 2021. You get Motes and I every single day. There's practice from 1 until 4 right here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. You should know the drill by now, you knuckleheads. But if you don't, you can get involved with the show anytime over the next three hours. We'll take your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions on the Twitter.com, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody. Arthur Motes, another beautiful day here at Heinz Field. And, buddy, it's the first game week. The Steelers and the Cowboys up first on Thursday. What's the vibes, partner? How are we feeling? Oh, man, first off, man, always excited about that. And anytime you start talking about game week, that's when this thing goes to another level in terms of your preparation, in terms of your focus. Now, it is important to caution yourself, though, a little bit when you're preparing for this game week because for the younger guys, as I alluded to Saturday, you start focusing on the game and you lose sight of every practice at this part of training camp being an evaluation. A typical game week in season is handled way differently. It's more card work. It's more, hey, this is a scout team. This is the the main team right here. So you're doing a lot of studying of right, your opponent. Right. And along with when you're practicing in that setting, it is geared for the if we're working on defense right here, it's geared for the defense to win. If we're working on offense, it's geared for the offense sure, to win. Sure. But in this sense, that's not the case. Today's practice is going to be a regular practice. There's not a lot of card work that's going to be going on because Coach Tomlin, he doesn't care about game planning for preseason games. <laughs> not, I, I don't think many coaches in the NFL well, do. And I was going to say, I've been places where we've yeah, had yeah. full game plans, okay, and they okay. want to, and they, they hit you with this. They want to win every game. we got to establish the culture Absolutely. every game. And, so, and we laugh about it because here in Pittsburgh, we know that preseason games really don't hold significance in terms of wins and losses. But I've been places where we are – Proud to be 3-1, and one, proud to be 4-0 and <laughs> in the preseason. So with Pittsburgh, though, we don't operate like that. In Pittsburgh, today's practice is going to be a legit practice. Y'all yes. are going to be competing. It's not, yes. oh, make this look good because you're you're supposed to be emulating C.D. Lamb here or, hey, let this guy run through here because he's supposed to emulate Michael Parsons. No, that's not the uh, scenario. So for the younger players, even though it's a game week, understand your mindset and mentality still have to be that I'm going to come out be, here and I'm proving myself today. Yeah, you can't be thinking about the Cowboys Correct. and Canton and that, that audition or, or that game on Thursday, right? Because you'll mess up the dress rehearsal all week if you're looking forward to the performance on Thursday, if you're looking too far ahead. That, that does make a lot of sense. Well, and I would even say this, man. Being a part of being younger but playing in a Hall of Fame game or being younger and you're having sure. your first preseason game, I remember the yeah, nerves, the anxiety. Up, huh? Like, you're not even necessarily scared. Some guys get scared, but for me, it was more so just you're so amped that it's hard to focus on Tuesday. It's hard to focus on Monday when you know I got my first NFL game. Like Wednesday The first night, time I'm going to put on an NFL jersey with my name yeah. on it, like, that moment is monumental. And have it be in Canton right, right next to like, the Hall of Fame. It, 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 it gets, it's, that's in terms of your first impression of being in the NFL, it's going to get no bigger than that. The pomp and circumstance that's surrounding that game and that atmosphere with two of the most prominent franchises in sports, the Cowboys and the Steelers. So with that being the case, though, you have to really lock in 
for these next couple sure. practices. You sure. have to really say, hey, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Now, Wednesday, not so much because Coach Tomlin's going to take care of yeah. those guys. He's not going to have them banging like crazy right. on Wednesday whenever there's a game on Thursday. Correct. So he'll take care of them. But Monday and Tuesday, these are work days. These are big-time prove-yourself days. So if you're a younger guy, if you're a guy that knows down the line, man, when they started talking about this roster spot, who should get it, who should not, these are going to be those ones that they think of. So I'm going to have to make sure that I take care of that right now. <laughs> and that that is the uh, is Mark Cabali, <laughs> our buddy from the Athletic, is uh, is coming here and oh, saying God. hello and, and being goofy. Yeah. Yes, he, I was like, what is Moats looking at? And I like Cabali. I mean, you got the Cabali legends over here, like, man. He's always got his extra large Dunkin' Coffee, <laughs> you know, all the time. That's just. That's just the Kabali standard. The, 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 those are training camp veterans right here. You know, that, that's the difference. They're you know, veterans. We're learning. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're still we're still on our rookie contract. Those right. guys, they're, they're getting ready to head off. And, and Bruchette and, and Dagon, <laughs> Mark Kabali. You know, Come on now. You know, Motsi, uh, most of our uh, most of the people here, like I think, you know, I think you and I have like kicked this around before a couple years ago on the show. Uh, if you had a sandwich named after you at Permanis, right? Uh -oh, uh -oh. What, what, would right, be, right. what would be on it? Mark Cabali, if, if he would never have a sandwich named after him after Permanis, he would have a drink named after him at Dunkin' because that <laughs> man legitimately has an extra large Dunkin' cup in his hand 24-7. Always, 24 always. Uh, but getting back to this week before that jerk distracted us. Just going to run up over here in the middle of our segment. Come on. Um, so, so that is the rhythm for this week, right? you still got to crank it up today and tomorrow, and then maybe, maybe Wednesday is a little bit lighter yeah. before you travel to camp. Right, because Wednesday, man, with Coach Tomlin, he likes to be a little bit of a jerk. During this time of year, and this is what I mean by that. <laughs> Typically during a season, right, you're never going to actually practice the day before a game. Even on a Thursday night game, short week, you'll have a walkthrough, but that's not the same as a practice. That's just a dress rehearsal, essentially, right? But what Coach Tomlin will do during the preseason is actually have these guys in pads the day before a game just to mentally make them feel like, man, this is adversity. Ah, I'm sore a little bit because he it's knows. It's all about those, those mind games right. that you talked about. Because with Coach Tom, he knows these guys being fresh in a preseason game and blowing a team on the preseason, it does not matter. What is that accomplishment? But, we feel better when we're driving back on the bus or flying back right. on the plane. That's the only difference. But if mentally you can get these guys prepared for what it's going to be like when you're fatigued, what it's going to be like when you're tired, what it's going to be like when you might not have a sub or that star quarterback or star running back or receiver might not be available. How do you respond to that? And that's what Coach Tom is going to be preparing those guys for this week as well, man. So Monday, Tuesday, big, big work. Wednesday, it's going to be slightly altered, but they're still going to get that work in, though, man. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Just like we're getting that work in today down here at Heinz Field. About 20 minutes from practice starting, and Arthur Motes, oh, the fans are here. Don't they're, you love to see him? They're rocking and rolling. Don't, be, don't you love to see him? Won't be quite as crazy as it was here on Saturday, but Steeler Nation is, is, is here, and they are certainly ready for practice. Like I said, in about 20 minutes, a couple of the first guys out there filtering, uh, getting some light stretching and some jogging, that kind of stuff uh, ahead of practice. You hear the music bumping in the background. You know the energy is here, particularly on a game week. Motsi, Steeler Nation 920 tweets us here, and says, who do we think is going to start at quarterback in the Hall of Fame game? I bet you it'll be Mason. I mean, based on how practices have been going, right? Yeah. That seems to be, you know, based on what, uh, from, like I said, what we've been seeing in, obviously yes. what uh, Bob uh, Labriola has said as well, yes. 
Mason has gotten a lot of those reps whenever Ben hasn't been out there, right? Which you would kind of say the number right. with the twos. You correct, know? correct. Yeah. Or even if Ben, like you said, has yeah. been taking some stuff off. So I'm anticipating Mason getting the first crack at it as well, and rightfully so. Not necessarily uh, indication of who's winning the competition between him, Dwayne Haskins, and uh, Josh Dobbs. But when you think about the player with the most experience here in Pittsburgh under center, not named Ben Roethlisberger, it's Mason Rudolph right now because Correct. obviously he had that season where he did start a significant amount of games Correct. here. So I look at it more so as the formality of that than anything else. Now, once we start going further into this preseason, that's when it's going to differ, though. Yes. Because now you'll start being able to evaluate these guys not just solely on practice tape but in-game situations as well. Because plenty of people perform well in practice. Oh, we've And they struggle in games. <laughs> and plenty of people. You know, listen, we know the gym class heroes, baby. Absolutely. But then we've also <laughs> seen the alternative where a guy might practice bad but is a gamer. That's true. So we're going to get those opportunities to put all those questions to rest as this thing progresses on. Yes, we are. And, and I would imagine, too, with the Steelers having the, 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 the extra preseason game this year. Re remember, right, uh, 17 regular season games now three preseason games. That's the new NFL format for the regular season. But, of course, the Steelers and the Cowboys will get that extra preseason game for playing in the Hall of Fame game. So the Steelers will still have the typical four preseason games for at least one more year uh, until they are, are presumably not playing in the Hall of Fame game for two straight seasons. It's 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 exciting. It is. You know, it, we, we do this balancing act of, okay, it's the preseason. I mean, are we really going to act like we're all excited and I can't wait and I'm gung-ho? But at the same time, it is football. Um, I saw a stat this morning. I forget who tweeted it. I think it was someone from the NFL Network. Uh, but that this is, starting this week, there is going to be a football game, NFL or college, mm -hmm. preseason or regular season or playoffs or bowl game. Arthur Motes, every week from this week until the Super Bowl. And can I get an amen from the congregation? Hey, man, we missed that, man. We need that. It's good for the environment. It's good for the economy as well, man. So, with all that being said, I am thoroughly <laughs> Wait, happy. Hold on. It's good for the environment. Absolutely it's good for the environment. You know why? Is it going to roll back global warming? No, man. It's better <laughs> than global warming, man. You know, because as a whole, us as people, this is good for our health, which is ultimately good for the environment. Because how can I tell you to care about the environment if you – mentally aren't feeling good. If That's you're not true. being able to watch hey, your team, I, man. I pick it up you you see what I'm saying? So, this is good for the environment. This is good for the workplace. This is good for marriages. This is good for everything. <laughs> Football is back, ladies and gentlemen. It is back. It's, it's, good. it's good for morale, right? It's good for everything. That, that just has the trickle-down effect. Tell you, man. Come <laughs> on, now. It's, it's good, good for everything. The man said it's good for the marriage. Come on. <laughs> I mean. Hey, man, you're a happier husband when you're able to watch your team play. You're a happier wife when you're able to watch your Steelers play. That's all I'm saying, man. I think Morgan would beg to differ. <laughs> well, that's because she's watching the wrong teams right now. She, she, we're working on her. We're working we on are, her. We are. Uh, we got a lot going on today, folks. Practice, like I said, coming up here now in about 15 minutes. We'll be joined by our buddy Chris Carter, as we have been every day. We'll continue to do some other division previews as we spend, you know, maybe 15 minutes of each show looking around the league. Um, Arthur Motes, you know, he's he's back from vacation. He got his first show in over the weekend. And he kind of, you know, got the got the warm up in, if you will, right? He came with all got these the different warm up. That wasn't a warm up. Hey, we got we got thorns the deep end over here, man. All these different players and topics that he wants to discuss. So we've got a lot to get to on the show today, Steelers related and otherwise. We'll have a couple guests for you, and again, you know, we'll take your tweets. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved with the program. 
what's to be accomplished these next two days, right? So Motsi kind of laid out for us what the rhythm is like of this week, what practices can kind of look like, and what Mike Tomlin wants to do. But what is, what is to accomplish this week? What is the goal of this week with the game on Thursday? What do you still have to accomplish in the kind of the interim here, in the space between, if you will, while you're trying to get ready for a preseason game, but in the bigger picture for the regular season at the same time? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? We'll discuss all of that when we return. It's the Steelers Blitz live from Heinz Field, a beautiful Monday afternoon. Training Camp 2021 on SNR. Football is happening, folks, right in front of us at Heinz Field. And on Thursday, out at the Hall of Fame game, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, it's the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. You hear the music behind us. Hopefully you can feel the energy as well. We're having some fun here. Just a little under 10 minutes about until practice gets started as we are into game week. We are into August. It's feeling more real. It's one thing to be training camp in July, but when you get to August, that's when games are on the schedule. That's when Labor Day weekend really feels like it is right around the corner when the regular season gets started. We're happy to be here, happy to have you rocking and rolling with us as you guys always are. We got a bunch of tweets rolling in. We will obviously get to those as we roll along on the show. Arthur Motes, realistically, in a week like this where, like you said, you can't just gloss over practices. You can't be looking so far ahead to Thursday that you're getting nothing done here in, in the meantime, in the interim. What realistically does Mike Tomlin want to accomplish this week? What do the guys want to accomplish this week, right? While you still are obviously looking ahead to Thursday, mm -hmm. but the bigger picture is still the regular season that starts in September. Correct. Yeah, so if this is the first game, right, the thing that I'm be saying, and we can go, each player is going to have a little bit different perspective of what they're trying to accomplish going into that first game. As I look down on the field and I see a guy like Isaiah Loudermilk, right, as he's preparing for practice, getting ready for the walkthrough, I say to myself, if I'm Isaiah, what I might be thinking about today is whatever base calls we're putting in on Monday are going to be the same base calls that we're going to be using come Thursday night. Sure, sure. So how about I make sure I'm clean on every single base call I get today? Not just in terms of my assignment, but my alignment as well. If I'm supposed to be in a four technique, let me make sure I'm in a four technique. If I'm supposed to be in a three eye, let me make sure I'm in a three. And, and make sure that those things are in order along with, okay, this is my gap sure, as well. Sure. This is the, the, the way I'm supposed to handle this block. If I'm Isaiah, I'm thinking about that going into that first game, but that's what my focus is on Monday, today. And that is keeping me locked in because otherwise, if you don't set those type of goals like that, you're going to send all your focus to Thursday because we're human. And that's what you do yeah, when you're human. Obviously. It's a big event. You got all your focus goes there. You prepare for like that. Like you said, especially for yeah. those young guys, especially for those bubble guys on the roster. Absolutely. So that's the first thing I think of, right? Yeah. A guy like him. Now, when I think of a guy like Cassius Marsh, right, who's walking across the field preparing for practice as well, I think of him and I say, huh, He's been in the NFL for multiple years yes, now. Yes. He's had success in different places. Wasn't the best first impression right. last year right. here. Right. So if I'm Cassius, you know what I'm saying today, same as I'm saying tomorrow. I'm proving to them that 
I wasn't a fluke. I didn't last five, six years in the NFL by accident. I didn't last that way because I might have a gimmick. No, 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 no. I last this because I can rush the passer, because I can set the edge, and because I can get after it on special teams. So when we're in practice today on Monday, if I'm Cassius and we go to team run, I'm chomping at the bit because what's the knock on me right now? Based on what we saw in the wild card game, playing against the run wasn't something that he did well. Correct. So, today's Monday. You're living, breathing resume. Every single time you take this field, it's your chance. So, if I'm Cassius, how do I stay focused and not worry about Thursday? Right there. That's how I'm looking at it. So, with each of those players, that's ultimately what you're trying to do, or at least you should be doing, because that's going to help you grow in the short term, as well as how you prepare for that big moment that's coming up on Thursday. No, that, that makes a lot of sense when you lay it out like that. Even for a, a veteran, like you said, Cassius Marsh has not had a, a six-year NFL career by fluke. Nobody has. Nobody lasts this long um, if you don't belong. Ah, I'm like a poet, there it baby. Is. Hey, now. And, 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 and that is, I, I enjoy that, the kind of the balance there of, hey, yeah, we're kind of talking about the young guys and, and some of these other guys, but it still applies to someone like Cassius Marsh, as uh, Motsi said, uh, players starting to uh, to roll out here as we are just a few minutes away from practice. It, and it, it, I got to think, it helps a lot to have a, a coach as experienced as Mike Tomlin for these type of weeks, right? When, mm -hmm. when, when you're in full pads today, as the guys are, and when we can anticipate physical practice, maybe tomorrow as well too, like you mentioned. But again, it, it all gets back for to me, Motsi. Mike Tomlin, he's, he's been open with all this stuff, talked about how his first couple years of training camp were a learning experience, um, how he really has it down now. And it feels like, man, just there's – there's a cohesiveness out yes. there, right? It's like every there's just an expectation level that these guys come out here every single day, and it doesn't matter if they're in full pads, doesn't matter if they're in shells, doesn't matter if they're just in helmets, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter if it's walkthrough here, you know, when they have their first kind of practice of the day uh, just in, in shorts and T-shirts. It's all very organized. It's all very regimented, and it, it just feels like everyone is on the same page. And I think part of that is to the, again, just – with the, the high level of vaccination that the Steelers have, so many of the restrictions that were in place last year are no longer in place now. It, it feels like they're just they're getting back to what they've always done in the, the long tenured history of, of Mike Tomlin here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely, man. Having a guy like Coach Tomlin at the helm is critical. But this is a veteran staff as well. I mean, I look at Coach Mitchell, Johnny Mitchell as well. He's a part of this organization. He's a wealth of knowledge, a guy that understands how to get the best out of players as well. When I think of all of these people on this staff that go into this type of setting right here, this is why you get that. This is why you get that productive sure, type of sure. outfit right here. This this clean just environment for these players. Not a lot of wasted uh, movement, wasted time. Like everything is how it's supposed to be, and ultimately, it's setting them up for to have a chance to have a really good season. But this is how you start that, and it starts with that type of plan and that type of leadership at the helm, man. And we got that in Coach Tom. Yes, we certainly do. Uh, Adam tweets us here and says, was it not the Hall of Fame game when we lost Sean Sweesom? Yes, 2014. You, that, that, was, was my, uh, that was your first year? No, that was 2015. 2015, Because okay. my first year, we opened up with the Giants. So 2015 was when we opened up in Canton. Yeah, and definitely versus the Minnesota Vikings. I'll never forget it. Sean Sweesom. And it wasn't even 
you know, something that he had to do. We were kind of upset with him about it because he, he, he was, ran down and was trying to make a yeah, tackle. Yeah, trying to make right? a tackle on the yeah. kickoff. And we were just like, no. And as soon as he, like, came up, we just knew. But the turf, I mean, the field as a whole, and we don't want to bash Canton because obviously they, they do a great job sure. out there and they've been making improvements to the field. But during that year, the turf, it wasn't the safest playing field. We all kind of said that when we were warming up. And I remember thinking to myself, just the different cleats that I had packed and switching them out because I'm like, I don't like this turf. It's, yeah. it's, it's not the best quality sure, right here. Sure. And it was unfortunate that it took Sweet getting hurt for them to make adjustments to the field. Now they've improved it drastically, but back then it just wasn't the, sna uh, the scenario. And it, I mean, you think it cost us some. We went through a couple of kickers that Absolutely. season, man. It cost us a couple of games, so it was unfortunate, but glad that that is in the past. <laughs> yes. Adam says, someone please remind Boswell that these preseason games yeah, do man. not count. Sweet kicked that thing and 40 yards downfield trying to make a tackle. Oh. We're like, no, baby, no. And now, funny thing is this, because of that game, Danny Smith has a rule that your kick, kickers and punters, not allowed. Not in allowed. fact, yeah. in preseason, if the if the guy breaks, you, we, he tells him to run out of bounds. Huh. Run out, like, don't even play that game. Right. Because it's not worth it. It's not. It's not. I mean, even if Sweet made that tackle, was that tackle significant in the preseason? Not as much as it was as the kicks that, exactly. that could have been made during the regular season if he was still healthy. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that one 100%. So along those lines, we, we've had a lot of people tweeting us, do you think this person plays? Who starts here? A lot of different questions in that regard. Can you – how do I want to ask this? Can you blanket statement it enough, Arthur Motes, that it's just, okay, we got four preseason games. This is the first one. It's in camp. No first-team guys are playing on Thursday. Like, can you make a blanket statement – that great, that wide, or, or does it, can it not be that simple, that black and white? No, it's not that simple, and especially with Coach Tom. He handles preseason differently than a lot of teams. Um, I've been places where your first-round draft picks, they're not dressing in preseason until the third preseason game. Correct. Coach Tomlin here, he plays his first-round draft picks in the preseason. Not just in year one, oh, in year two play. as well. Absolutely. Some people have said Najee's not yeah. going to play. You, you are sadly mistaken. I, I can remind everybody of Ryan Shazier in 2014. Correct. And then in 2015 at the Hall of Fame game, I remember coming out there, me and Lawrence Timmons saying to ourselves, man, we know we got two series and we are done. We played our two series and we're out. Shay had to go in for a whole half. I say, oh, my God. And this is after him being the first-round draft pick, a full season under his belt as the starter. Coach Tomlin is not hearing none of that. Oh, he's the starter. He's sitting out. No, that is not how he operates, man. He wants to see those guys play. Yeah. And it's no substitute for that. No matter how often they practice, no matter how much we want to hype up the practice scenario, for Alex Heisman, for example, do you think the work that he's getting in practice versus our offensive line and the pairing that has been because we know they haven't had the full healthy bunch out there yet. So think about the different offensive lines he's faced. Do you think that he should just go with that and not play in any of these preseason games because he's the starter? No. You, I mean, the evaluation on him is really incomplete right now. Right, absolutely. He looks great in this setting, but we know the competition that he's facing in this setting isn't what he's going to be facing for 17 games Correct. come the regular season. So you need you need to see these guys in the preseason. You need to see them against legitimate NFL caliber guys, not just well we match at will in practice because we, this is one of our strengths on the team versus one of and our I weaknesses on the team. I know this guy so well. I know how to beat him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you hear the music go down behind us in got so field. Quiet. That I means love it. that it really does. It goes from it goes from like rock concert and pregame type atmosphere in here. Mm -hmm to like Sunday service 
real quick yeah. when practice gets started. So you, you hear Modes and I are, all right, we don't have to quite yell as much because the music's yeah. off, the background noise is, is gone. That means that practice is now underway in front of us here at well, Heinz Field. At least the, 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 the warm-up portion of practice. The, it, correct. Because this is the yes. pre-practice to it's, the prep. The, like, <laughs> this is the, the we're going to warm it up, and then the we're going to really warm it up, and then we're going to actually practice. It's the prequel. Yeah. You so know? you're going to hear this music come back on in about 7 minutes and 44 seconds and counting. Yep. But then after that, in about 15 minutes, then, then it'll, it'll go back away. Back away again. <laughs> yes. It comes and goes here at Hyde's Field for training camp 2021. Uh, they've done a little switcheroo here. So all last week, as you heard Motsi and I say, uh, we're set up in the end zone here below the Jumbotron. It was the offense that was in front of us and the defense that was on the other side of the field. But much to my partner's appreciation, it is now the defense who is hey, in front of us right hey, now. So hey. I know Arthur Motes is not complaining about that. You mentioned uh, Ryan Shazier and that kind of postseason trajectory that Mike Tomlin had him on. I wonder, Motsi, as I'm sitting here and I'm looking at old number 55, uh, formerly worn by Joey Porter, formerly worn by Arthur Motes, now worn by young Devin Bush. And formerly worn by recent Hall of Honor inductee Get John Go get him. Yes, indeed. Uh, I tell you what, pretty storied number there in the history of the black and gold. I'm Mostly, just happy to have put it on. I'm thinking about this, right, as you're talking about Shazier, and even though he's the first-round pick, even though he's the starter, still had to go through this stuff, I'm thinking, mm, light bulb, sounds a lot like Devin Bush. And let's remember, right, uh, last season there was no preseason. There was just a very short, truncated training camp, not the typical off-season mm -hmm. programs. What is tomorrow night and then – or, sorry, not tomorrow night. What's <laughs> Thursday night? I'm getting ahead of myself. What does Thursday night look like for Devin Bush in the preseason? So, honestly, I don't anticipate seeing Devin at all. Okay. Just because, because – he, he is a little different, though, because he's still he, rehabbing. He's, yeah, he's coming off of the ACL injury. And you think about just him in practice throughout this preseason time frame, right, these first week and a half of practices, he hasn't been – there every single time taking every single rep in terms of when the starting defense would typically go out there for team portions so what that's telling me is they're bringing him back a little bit slowly which i'm fine with but it also tells me that you're not going to throw a guy like that that's coming back from an injury into a preseason game without him practicing consecutively on days where they're in pads that's the difference right now. Yeah. I mean, if you're seeing them out here two to three days in a that's row true. while they're that's actually true. banging, that's letting you know that, number one, physically his knee is secure, he's in shape, he's good to go. But it also tells you, number two, that it's completely healed because now you don't have these flare-ups where I practice today, but it swole up on me, so I got to sit out tomorrow. I practice today, but I was feeling a little tight today, man. It's not going to work out for me. Those are the things that I'm trying to see with him as it pertains to his availability and as it pertains to the season starting what we can expect from him. But the longer it goes where we don't get those consecutive days, that's a, the good, more, that's a great observation. The more I start to anticipate a little bit of a slower start for him come season time as well because he didn't get the full second year to have that second year jump. He played, what, six games six last games. year. Yep. So that's a ton of ball that he missed, whereas a guy like uh, Devin White, for example, that everybody was high on, sure. struggled. Well, he wasn't struggling early on, but he didn't emerge the way that he's talked about now until the back end of the season where he had played a ton of ball, seen a ton of stuff and stuff and things along that nature. So with Devin, until we get that from him, I do think he's going to have a little bit of a slower start mm -hmm. the longer he's missing these times right here. 
an astute observation from Professor Motes. That's why I love doing the show with this guy so much. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. Julie, who – Motesy, I think you might have missed this. Uh, Julie, we picked up a new – we always do around mm-hmm. this this training camp time, pick up some new listeners. Uh, welcome to the party, well, I, I was going to say I know that, but I was like, I actually don't know that. This is only my second training camp that I've covered. Ooh. See, because I, I did one on Saturday, and now this makes the second practice. See? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to be a veteran out here, baby. Uh, we picked up uh, – Julie has been uh, rocking and rolling with us this week. She is from Canada, all right? So oh, you know what? Sweet. Oh, sweet. I didn't oh, think about Canada. this. I didn't think about this. You know, we had that whole debate this time last year and into the season about what should Chase Claypool's nickname be? Is, is Maple Tron a good one or is it just too easy because you're just taking the Calvin Copy Johnson right. thing and putting a Canadian twist on it? Um so, Julie, as our Steeler Nation Canada representative, make sure you let us uh, know what you think about the Chase Claypool nickname debate as well, too. But Julie says uh, Najee says he needs to play in preseason because it's part of his process. He's going to play for sure. He'll beg Mike Tomlin. I, I think that's right. I, I do. One guy from the first team that, that Motes, and I, uh, Motes said, and I agree, is going to play on Thursday. Is not oh, eh, on but, Thursday. Well, will I will he play say on this Thursday, though: or Will it have to be game two first? No, no. This is the thing that I'm also interested in about Najee because he has an asterisk in the sense of will Shazer play linebacker? When we think of uh, a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster plays wide receiver, we think of T.J. Watt outside linebacker, Artie Burns cornerback. Running back is that one-off position where we do know the shelf life is extremely oh. small, right? Yes. It's extremely short. And we also know that they only got a certain amount of hits on them. And you don't want them to be taking a ton of those unnecessary hits as well. So when I think about that with Najee, that could make it a little bit interesting just because he doesn't have the full O-line with him just yet. I think if the full O-line would have been here or if it's been a veteran group, mm-hmm. I think we would see the traditional sense of usage with Coach Tom and his first-round picks. But this year it could be different because we have actual running back as the number one overall – or the first-round pick along with sure. this offensive line situation being a little bit unfinished is probably the best way to put it right now. Final three – oh, jeez. Final three. Wait a minute. Are we leaving? You getting me out of here? I'm messing up my words. It's you a Monday. This? Final preseason thoughts. On the other side, we'll get to your tweets as well. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, live at Heinz Field. Training camp 2021. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. For the most complete selection of Steelers merchandise, from official sideline gear and authentic memorabilia to our extensive selection of jerseys, and terrible towels. You gotta visit one of the official Steelers Pro Shop stores. There's one located right here at Heinz Field, also at the Grove City Premium Outlets or the Tanger Outlets, or you can always visit and shop online at shop.steelers.com for all your Steelers merchandise needs directly from the team. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler hanging out in the end zone at Heinz Field. It's training camp 2021 coverage here on SNR as we come to the end of our first hour of the show. As we often do, we like to get to some of your guys' questions. Uh, questions du jour on the topics du jour, if you will. Tyler tweets here, Motsi, uh, what do you think is the situation, what's your take on the situation at punter this year? Is it Barry's job to lose? Is it... Uh, 
Presley Harvin's job to lose? Is it an open competition? Uh, Tyler says, you know, when you when you draft the Ray Guy Award winner, it feels like there's no chance you can just hide him, slide him onto the practice squad. Uh, what do you think's going to happen with the punter position here over the next few weeks? Yeah, that's a good question, man. I'm actually excited about that matchup. I do think that is a, a legitimate open com uh, excuse me open competition, but I do think it is slightly Barry's job to lose. So what I mean by that is this. Anytime you have a guy that has been with the team for multiple years, you have emotional equity, you have time built up, he's gotten him out of some scenarios. There's a reason why yes. he's been there for so long. And at punter, it's not like that's one of those positions where once you have a guy, you never bring another guy in. In fact, it's the contrary. They bring guys in daily to kick against him, and he lasts. And it's for a reason. The reason is this, 40 yards net punting average. He does that. He's done that for a couple of years now. That is the standard for what we consider really good versus bad punting in the NFL. Yes. And to break it down, what does a 40-yard net punt mean? It means, say you punted the ball 50 yards, and it was a 10-yard return. 40 yards net. So it's 40 yards net. It's all about not just the punt, but the punt and the return. It's a team stat, and that's why Correct. here in Pittsburgh it holds so much value and why around the league net punting is way more significant than just overall punting because we've seen guys that can bomb a 70-yard punt, but if it's a 30-yard return, what are we doing here? Just in the sense, Arthur Motes, if you're a yeah. business, right, and you're making um, – $70 in revenue a day. Mm -hmm. I hope you're making more than that, but you I get my so. point. I'm sticking yes. with small numbers here. I'm all with right? it. We're I'm staying with it. With if you're a business and you're making $70 in revenue a day, your expenses better be pretty low. Mm -hmm. right? That is that, 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 the net punt there. You're right. It's one thing yes. to be able to punt the ball 70 yards, but it's all got to work in cohesion with your coverage right. unit. Your, your, your hang time. Your hang time. Ball your, placement your net, as well. Your net punt is, like you said, yeah. that's kind of the um, – the start of the conversation as it relates to your punter. And the thing also with this is when you talk about punting, it's pass or fail. It's a one-play series. You don't have the luxury like, for example, the offense. They can have two bad plays and then get it on third down and be fine. They can have three bad plays, go forward on fourth down and be fine. The defense could let a team drive 60 yards get, but then intercept the ball Absolutely. In the end zone. With punting, it doesn't work like that. So to put it into context, Jordan Berry in practice probably have 30 punts. 25 of them are probably really good punts, and he'll probably have five where he shanks them. The difference is in the game, he might only have five punts. And if he has three good ones and two bad ones, oh. You're pissed off on Exactly. <laughs> but when you're talking about competition and having to beat him out, you're not beating out just two punts on Sunday. You're beating out 30 punts on Monday, 30 punts on Tuesday, Wednesday, etc. And that's been the biggest reason why he's been able to last this long, even when some fans aren't as pleased with his performance. Mm. But with Presley, Presley has more than enough ability to beat him out. More than enough ability. Leg, plenty strong. He can control it when he needs to. Like He has all that. The biggest thing with him is going to be consistency. Yeah. Can you do it consistently? Uh, can you do it consistently enough where the team feels that, hey, we can make this switch and you're going to give us better version of what we were getting from Barry. Are you, can you give us that? And with maybe a little bit lesser of a cap hit as well. Too. Seriously, absolutely. Yeah. But that's going to be the big difference right there because it doesn't matter if he can bomb it 70 yards once. 
and it was supposed to be on the left side, but it was down the middle of the field. Sure, sure. 70 yards down the middle of the field, that's a terrible punt because as a cover guy, we will tell you, down the middle of the field, if that ball is there, the odds of it being returned for a touchdown drastically increase. So all of a sudden, that return man, yes. he gets to see the whole coverage coming and at him. He's he, got all he kinds right of Right, left, up. it changes everything. He makes everything. one person miss, and he's got a lane all of a sudden. Yes, and yeah. you got to remember, 70-yard punt. He's going to have about 15, 20 yards in his start as well. So that's the reason why a guy like Barry is able to sustain and last. But a guy like Presley Harvin here, he can, he, he's more than capable of beating him out. But you're going to see what it's going to take from him. The consistency, the hang time. I don't want 70 yards with three-second hang time. Give me 55 yards with 4.3 hang time. I'll take that any day of the week and make sure it's outside the numbers. Can I get that? Absolutely. If I'm not getting that, I don't care about how strong your leg is because that's the misconception. Sure. And a lot of that goes back into the older times where you played a video game, you just booming as far as you can. You're just booming and madden as far as And everybody's like, oh, yeah, this is right great. Right down the center of the yeah. field. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, but in real life, no, 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 that, that's not what you want. All right? That's not what you want. I promise. <laughs> and that's from a guy that's actually had to cover these pins, oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell you firsthand, man. It's different. <laughs> You've been there and done that, partner. Um, Nation920 wants to know, Arthur Motes, I need your best training camp moment, your worst training camp moment. Okay. Um, worst training camp moment would easily be Buffalo my rookie year. Just because, number one, I had never played inside linebacker before. Number okay. two, I had never played in the NFL before. And number three, I never played inside linebacker before. I don't know if I, re I said that to you already. <laughs> so... You talk about breaking a record for mental errors in a day and a practice. I, I don't know if you were listening on Saturday when I said my goals at times during the preseason was to not have more than two mental errors a day. Yeah, that, that was real. I mean, it, it doesn't get much worse than that. When your team's looking at you and they're like, bro, we don't even know if we can count on you right now because you don't even know where to line up at. Like, that's not a good feeling. In fact, it's flat out embarrassing at times. But I was fortunate enough that I had a long enough leash that I got time to – get better in that element and now you know we look back on it and we laugh but that was definitely my worst <laughs> training camp experience um and in terms of my best training camp experience it would be 2015 for me solely because that was my first training camp where i was able to come in and feel confident that i'm not competing for my job i'm competing to be the guy come season like i'm walking in and i know i'm the i'm i know i'm the starter right now and that was a different feeling. I was coming off of my contract extension. I was one of the veterans in the group. So for me, that was probably my best year in terms of coming into a camp and just feeling good. Sure, sure. Yeah. And you had that confidence. You had maybe um, – Feel healthy. I mean, and more, for more, me as like well. Like a job security thing yeah, too at well, that point. because like I said, that was my first year of my new contract, right? So right, right. you know a year when you got your guaranteed money, everything is popping, circumstances, the, the honeymoon phase <laughs> the honeymoon of, of the contract. Phase. You know, before you start getting the restructures and cap casualties and all that other stuff, it was during the glorious period. So for me, man, I really enjoyed being able to come in there in 2015 like that. Now, I won't say that, that was my best camp, but that was definitely one of my most fun camps, one of the best mental experiences for me. I'll probably say my best camp, though, was my last year here in Pittsburgh. Just in terms of your performance level. Yeah, yeah. man, that was because you back against the wall. You know, okay, we drafted T.J. Watt. We sure. got Bud Dupree here. Sure. Chicolo was emerging. You had Debo in the room. We had Keon Adams. So you're, you're sitting here and you're like. You're looking around and you're yeah. like, man. And then you're looking at your cap hitting your money, and you're saying they're not going to take me if I don't prove that I'm one of these guys out here still. So that was one of the ones where I really had to show it. And remember, I was telling you during that year, me and T.J., that respect I have for him because 
me and him were the only ones that were healthy and available throughout the process. Right, so right. we would take every single rep and special teams rep because he was playing special teams there as right. well. So we would take every rep, every special teams rep, then get into the preseason games and do everything you together. You guys were just in the cutter so together. Yeah, so you just bond. <laughs> and from there, it was like, yo, I, I, I will always have a, yeah. a level of respect that's different than yeah. anyone else because of what me and him went through. That's awesome. That's cool, actually. I don't know if you – you've shared pretty much uh, most of this stuff with me before. Yeah, I don't man. know if I've ever heard that, though. That's pretty cool. Absolutely, man. Uh, and you hear the music back. Speaking of TJ, you hear the Wisconsin theme right now. <laughs> the, the jump around is going on in the background. Uh, as it is now, we are now into the uh, the stretching portion, uh, and things will really start to ramp up here in front of us in the next few minutes when you hear the music go quiet once again. Mozi, Mikey wants to know on the tweets, if you're making the decisions here, who would you start at wide out on Thursday? Who am I starting at wide out? I'm going with uh, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and then, um, yeah, I'm going to go with James Washington. Yeah, he's my third guy. I I'm not dressing Juju for this game. Juju has graduated from preseason games. We know who he is. We know what to expect from him. He's always been consistent since he's been here. So I don't need to see Juju out there. The reason why I want Claypool out there is to just reiterate the fact of these younger players' second-year jumps. I need you to understand every time you're on the field, regardless of, of the situation, regardless of if it's supposed to be out here for two series or not, that you're a professional and that you are always going to put your best foot forward when you get out here. So that's why we want to have Chase out there. And similar with Deontay, because more so with Deontay coming off of the rocky season last year, I just want him to have more good reps. Yes. Two series tops for Deontay, but I just want him to have an in-game catch, not a practice catch, if you if you catch my joke. Because yeah. for him, the more positive mental, yeah. yeah, those positive moments he can have in the stadium, the better it's going to be for him. Yeah, no, I, I think that's well said. So we asked Julie, right, our, our Steeler Nation Canada resident here, uh, about our thoughts on Maple Patron. She says, I'm not a big fan of it. It's fine. Julie says, personally, I like Air Canada, but that's already taken by Vince Carter. And but see, y'all say that, but I'm always I'm a Vince Sanity guy for for uh, yeah. Vince Carter, man. Like that's true, yeah. honestly. And you know, Julie makes a good point. She says the Air Canada it would have had a nice double meeting with new offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Ah, this is true. Ah, and she says I'm not sure about another name other than that, but I think Mapletron is kind of stuck now. It's fine. You know, I, I agree with Julie. It's fine. It's not great. But it's fine. I was going to say, because I don't even feel like people like even calling it that just yet all the way. Not really. Like last year at points, it was definitely yeah. there. But then it kind of faded a little bit. Because it, it's you can just tell it's a work in progress right now. It, it's it's not the it's not the, the the one. We're trying to find the one. That's not the one just yet. Coming soon though. Coming. Coming soon. Real soon here. Uh, folks, we are here at Heinz Field. The sun is halfway. Now, does this become a thing, Arthur Motes? I don't know if you've ever experienced this before. Uh, but you can kind of see with the – now that we're at Heinz Field, right, and we're not out in the open area of Latrobe, like half of the field, like the end zone of the field, can be shaded by, you know, depending on where the sun is set up. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a situation, because I know, again, obviously most of the time the Steelers do this out of Latrobe, but you were also part of the training camp with the Buffalo Bills with the Arizona Cardinals as well. Can that become a, like, offense wants to work on the shaded side of the field, defense wants to work on the shaded side of the so, field? Can that become, like, a, a mean, battle? We, we, we laugh about it, but with the way coaches do it, we're always flip-flopping the sides of the field. And this is why the camera angles. 
Oh, you know what? I thought that they flipped the field like that nah. because the drills in the turf are uh -uh. kind of like it's the, the, same, camera the same way a farmer yeah. like switches his field right, right, right. crops it every summer. Now, now in La Trobe, you know how we have the three fields down there, and then the like we, the we, turf yeah. one as well. So too, right? we'll yeah. switch up which field we do some of our warm up stuff on. But the biggest reason why you flip the field in terms of offense defense is the camera angles because otherwise you're going to get the same back view of the offense every single time and the perspective changes sure. when you're able to see it from other angles so that's the biggest reason why they flip-flop it but I do like that though man <laughs> I, I'll say this though in terms of when it's anytime somebody gets a break in between practice yeah it's definitely competition to get to that shade that way for a fact man <laughs> it, it, could be, it could be a little I mean out of a trope there's not much shade at all you got oh, a couple not of trees all, but man. here maybe a little bit better but as long as there's not the uh, the cloud cover yeah it's still there's not much room to hide yeah. but honestly here. man in training camp it's so much other stuff going on you're not even yeah, you're not even focused you're right. on that shade you're not even man. thinking about the shade it's probably more so the coaches that are like oh I yeah. stand in the shade for a few seconds everyone else is just trying not to die just trying it's, to it, it, that's it, it's more survival mode <laughs> we have entered survival mode hey. It is the Steelers Blitz here on SNR, folks. Uh, if you heard us taking some tweets there and you want to get involved, you want to uh, get your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions as it relates to the Steelers in, you can get at us at Wesley Euler at TheBody52. TheBody. One hour in the books, two hours to go, because remember, we're three hours a day hey, here hey, at hey. training camp. You know what I noticed? I was looking, you know, I was, I was thinking about this when I was walking in the stadium this morning, looking at the, the schedule for training camp. I mean, you know, we're the only ones that got three hours. You know why? It's because they. Uh, you because know, you're a VIP. That's they, why. It's. I, I think it's a trust thing. You know. I, I thought it was because you, you're important. Part of me was thinking it's because everyone else is lazy, and you know they know that you and I we, we do the prep work and the leg work. No, to, we to don't. Have a three-hour show. Listen, we show up in sunglasses and kick our feet up. That's I, what we do. I think it's Arthur Motes because they know that the people want. The Electric Factory. They want the Steelers Blitz. So you got two more hours of the Steelers Blitz coming at you. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved with the show. Up next to start the second hour, pretty significant injury in the AFC that was announced this morning. How could that affect the playoff picture? And with that, the Steelers as well, too. That's where we'll start hour number two. Live from Heinz Field, it's training camp 2021 on SNR.